It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How will the transfer portal impact Auburn's quarterback room? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Charlie Tuesday. That means we're joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. And portal season is upon us, though. It doesn't officially open until next week. You're already starting to see announcements, and some schools are able to if their head coach leaves. And and so you're already seeing some guys enter the portal, Charlie Five. But This is going to impact Auburn's roster from top to bottom. But today, when looking at the quarterback position, this was a room a year ago where Auburn desperately needed somebody in the first window. It didn't happen. They didn't get Peyton Thorne until after spring. That cannot happen again. I think we saw how valuable it would be to go through spring. We tried to downplay it a year ago. We were wrong. The the eventual starting quarterback needs to be going through spring. And so you look at it. Peyton Thorne, the vibe right now is Peyton Thorne staying. I don't know about Holden Garner. I don't know about Robbie Ashford. But it just kind of feels like it's going to be Peyton versus someone going into spring, Charlie Five. I think that's a very smart and heady move by Peyton as well because you get to go through go go through spring uh, and uh, you get to compete and kind of see where you stand. And then you still have the spring window where if, you know, if it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out and you, you know, want to see what's out there, you got that opportunity. Then and then and then like what happens if you bring in some of these top notch, you don't get to throw to them. You, you I guess Cam Coleman, I think he's an early enrollee. So you'd get to add him. What if you go add one or two extra portal wide receiver uh, big time portal wide receivers and you get to throw with them? I mean, I'm not so sure that wide receiver wasn't a bigger reason that Peyton Thorne struggled at times than it was uh, Peyton Thorne in general. Like it, whether it was lack of separation, size, speed, whatever it was, uh, I'm not so sure. It's 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 a hundred percent on Peyton. I don't think he was he was great at times, and I think it a lot, some of his. Uh, ability hindered us uh, a, a good bit, but you know maybe a lot of that's on the wide receivers too. So I think it's a really smart move. Self, I'm like we, me and you joked about it. Selfishly, we were kind of hoping that you know maybe uh, if you bring in a portal guy, there's a chance that everybody leaves and then Hank Brown starts the bowl game and we go try that to win. That would have been awesome. Games. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen anymore, but no, that would have that would have been awesome because it makes Look, sense for all three of those guys to transfer, kind of for different reasons. But I, I think Peyton's going to stay. So Thorne, Thorne earned a ton of respect for me for how hard he's ran the ball, like mm-hmm. something that I did not think he could actually do. Uh, I mean, running for two over, you know, almost 300 yards against uh, Alabama with him as the guy. Sure. Hard, hard run, scrambling, putting your head down like the dude played. So he's played so hard, so, so hard. So yeah. I'm glad he's going to stick around and at least, hey, what a backup. If he does stay and and, and it's comes in second, like what a backup, especially when with what you asked of the quarterbacks to run, like dude, somebody could get dinged up in a heartbeat. What a backup to have. Like mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Thorne, Thorne does make this team better. He, he has limitations. He does make this team better. And him being on the roster makes us better. Let's go through a few hypotheticals here. 
All right. I love let's it. just go. Let's just go through the message board wish lists that have kind of emerged at Auburn's quarterback position. I love hypotheticals. I love the portal, and I really love portal hypotheticals. So let's go. Um, let, let's do it. Who wins the quarterback battle between Peyton Thorne or these are all hypotheticals or Riley Leonard, who's currently at Duke? I mean, I personally, I, I would think it would have to be Riley Leonard. I'm with I, I think he's. I think he's a little bit more athletic. Um, uh, accuracy. They've kind of got. They've kind of had similar, I guess, accuracy. Um, Riley elevates. He seems to elevate guys. Uh, I yeah. mean, at Duke, you're just not not blessed with a huge talent pool, and he's beat. You know, beat your Clemson's, beat your top teams in the in the ACC. Uh, I, and he was within. A, um, if he doesn't sprain his ankle. Uh, on a sack against Notre Dame, he probably they probably beat Notre Dame this year. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I think I, I I would love I I think Riley Leonard would win that competition. I love the investigative prowess of everyone on the internet with uh, finding like that his girlfriend went to that she goes to, to Auburn. I think that was hilarious. All right, another oh, hypothetical: Seth Hennigan, who is at Memphis right now. That is another name that I'm seeing. In several several places, yeah. So like, he obviously still has his coach. So I I, I don't know if he's you know made it known or whatever that he he might be interested. But yeah, he could be somebody. He gives me a big thorn vibe. I, like he's been like so incredibly consistent all three years. He's thrown for right at thirty five hundred yards three years in a row, close to you know over twenty five touchdowns. Uh, mid 60s completion percentage but not a lot of run like not a lot of running not a lot of um you know just not a lot out there watching him run the ball and they he looks a lot like Peyton Thorne and Pats like the way mm -hmm. they throw the ball the way they move so maybe if you have two of those guys pushing each other I don't know who wins that competition I feel like I feel like probably maybe give Seth Seth the edge but then then again you know, you got you got Thorne here for another year in the system um, with hopefully some better wide receivers. You know, maybe that's just a, a, a scenario where they push each other and they're similar quarterbacks. So it's not like a Robbie and Peyton scenario where you got two totally different offenses. You got the same offense you run by two very similar quarterbacks with similar attributes. Yeah. That could be that could be a fun battle to watch. All right, what if Auburn goes back to Liberty? They got Hugh Freeze a year ago. What if they get Caden Salter, who has been awesome? He has been awesome. He ha he has. I I don't know. For some reason, I feel like if you get better receivers, Thorn Thorn wins that battle. I'm with you. I get that. I, I Salter's not incredibly accurate. He's he's insanely mobile. So does that does that open up the offense a little bit more where it creates new different passing lanes? That goes back to it's two different it kind of can be two different offenses again. It's not the same, you know what I mean? Like you got two different styles of offense. Um I I think possibly Thorne could win that. I think Thorne could win that battle. Sure. Yeah. So we will certainly see what happens. But you got to think Auburn is they, – they have to. They have to go get a quarterback, especially – I think another if, one – real quick, I think sure. another one I think another one to watch, you know, Tulane, uh, Willie Fritz. Uh, Houston just fired uh, Dana Holgerson. And, heck, by the time we were listening to this, they may have already hired a new coach. Who knows? But Willie Fritz is a Texas guy. Coach at Sam Houston State, Blinn Junior College, a lot sure. of connections in Texas. 
Houston would that would be a double of his salary. If Willie Fritz leaves, does that put Michael Pratt back on the table? Like, or do you have is Michael Pratt ba- back as an option? Um, that's somebody that, that, that would be great. I mean, Michael Pratt would I think would be awesome. I think he would win that battle with Peyton Thorne. But I think I saw that he accepted a senior bowl invite. So I don't even know if that's really an option, an option. for him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But regardless, you got to think Auburn's going to get another quarterback just because from a number standpoint, they have to. They're going to lose Holden Gurner, I think. I'm predicting Holden to transfer. I haven't heard anything otherwise to, to convince me that he's going to stay. And then Robbie, I think, will eventually transfer. He doesn't yeah. graduate. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed, went through spring, and then transferred after. We saw TJ Finley do that a year ago because he's got to graduate in order to transfer since he already used his first transfer when he came from Oregon to here. And so I think they will they may go into spring with extra quarterbacks, and then you know everything I think may even out after that. So I'm excited to see what all that yeah. actually looks like. Absolutely. Dream scenario, if you can get a Riley Leonard. I mean, Riley Leonard is grown-up Walker White. That's all. That's, I mean, they are literally, they almost even look like they could be related. They're grown up. He's a grown up version, fully developed version of, of Walker White. And I can't just imagine, I cannot imagine a more seamless transition if, if Walker's the guy and he gets in here, red shirts, plays behind yeah. Riley, and then steps in later. I think that would be a dream scenario. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I think that'd be a great situation. And it, it's a nice combination of doing what's best for now and doing what's best for the future because originally when Peyton committed, we were all kind of wondering what's the timeline look like. And they were like, Oh, he's got two years of eligibility. And so do you get two years of Thorn and then transition to Walker white, assuming he beats out Hank Brown in a year or so. And we'll, we'll see, we'll certainly see what all that looks like moving forward. So who else could be on the way out for these Auburn tigers? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel are still very, very hot. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Put it all in Auburn basketball at this point. Why not? What could possibly Go wrong. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. Of course, you can use that bonus cash on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Whether uh, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to make sure to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to review. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Charlie Five, our guest, Auburn message board. Legend, looking across this roster, the wide receiver room, based off of some reports, some just kind of feel, I'm not expecting Amari Kelly to return. In fact, Mike G of the War Report put that out in a report in a, in a tweet yesterday, Charlie Five. Cam Brown 
talking to a few folks. They're not expecting him back. We'll certainly see what happens when that becomes official next week. If it does become official next week, Javarius Johnson to me is a tricky one because he had such a good iron bowl. And when he's been healthy, he's been so solid, but I've heard from folks close to Javarius Johnson that he wants a fresh start somewhere else. I don't blame him. But those three guys leaving the wide receiver room in combination with Hooks, Jair Shorter, and Nick Marner losing eligibility, running out of eligibility, that makes this wide receiver room look vastly different. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I hate to use this term, but a, a possibly could be addition by subtraction. I mean, you're going to have to add bodies yeah. Uh, but for, for whatever reason, you know, Amari Kelly, you know, had struggled with drops. Um, you got Cam Brown, who looks just unbelievable in pads, looks unbelievable physically, but either drop, it's either a drop pass thing or run the wrong route thing. I, I, I don't, I don't really understand. Uh, I don't really understand that one because he was a huge spring name that we, in early fall camp that we heard about. Um, and then, Javarius Johnson is probably the only one that really hurts uh, because I think he could be a he's gonna he could be a weapon and you know obviously he's a, senior, he's a senior he'd be a senior so that that the biggest you know the biggest oldest in the room so um, hooks obviously you don't lose anything there you don't really lose anything with shorter who only had one catch all year um, and then obviously Nick Mardner as well so you just don't you're not really even though you're losing five guys you're not losing hardly any production. Uh, outside of Javarius Johnson. so Right, um, and then I guess the only other guys that could transfer that we haven't talked about, Coy Moore, which who knows. If I was him, I would not blame him if he wanted to restart somewhere else. And then Malcolm Johnson Jr. Malcolm Johnson Jr. Yeah, can Coy Lee. It just depends when he graduates. Depends when yeah. he graduates. Um, and then Malcolm Johnson Jr., he could use his transfer whenever he wants if he felt like there was something else out there. We already talked about Cam Brown and Amari Kelly. Jay Fair would be the last one that we haven't yeah. discussed. I think you I think you work really hard to keep Jay Fair because Jay yeah. Fair is the beefed up version of of Javarius Johnson. And I think he could be a really good player. Um I I, yeah. I think you try really, really hard to to, to not lose him. Even though I also you're, think you're, I think you can make the argument Jay Fair's almost like I think he's very important to keep in that wide receiver room, also from a leadership standpoint, because that room's about to get pretty young. Especially yeah. if you flip a few guys down the stretch here, there's going to be, there's potentially going to be five freshman receivers next year. Yeah. You want a leader in that room, and I'm okay if that leader is Jay Fair. There's no question about it. Yeah. And because I think even if, like, let's say hypothetically you land uh, Cole, uh, a pair, uh, not Perry, uh, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, that's your, and you got those, so you got those five wide receivers. Oh my gosh. You're only bringing in two of those in fall. I think that would be Cam Coleman and it's either Bryce Kane or Malcolm Simmons, but I think it's, I think it's possibly Bryce Kane. So you're going to have mega young dudes and that's about all you have. Unless you How would add, you define mega young? Like your first, like guys, when I say mega young, I'm talking about like you have to play them and they, they get, they get here three months prior or two yeah. and a half months prior to you, to you kicking off. Like to me, that is, that's mega young. Like it, it's almost like you get a whole nother year when they get here in, in January and they can go through spring and go through sure. the workouts. So uh, even if you, even if you do add those five incredible wide receivers uh, you only get two of them early, like to, to start developing. So everybody's coming in super green. So you got to have 
Jay Fair is, I think Jay Fair is humongously important. Like he is very important to keep. Uh, if you if you got to keep anybody in that room, he's he's a huge one to keep. Yeah, I also do wonder if they treat Rivaldo Fairweather more like a tight end next or a receiver next year versus a tight end, assuming he stays, because I think they like Michael Riley Ducker in that role. And so it's a way to kind of get more tight ends on the field because I think that's the position group they feel so good about. Curious to see how they use Rivaldo this offseason. I love my man Rivaldo, but we got to catch the ball. He had a bad iron ball. ball. I mean, he come on, man. You're too good. You're yeah. too good to that for that to happen. Come on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Joke machine all summer. All yeah, I mean, if he catches just one of those two, like it's it's a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. Oh well. All right. All right. So yeah, I mean, I, I think resetting the quarterback room and the wide receiver room, I think it could change the entire look of this offense. Charlie Five. Yeah. I, I, especially, yeah, offense for sure. You're going to have to add a couple of guys. I think you're going to have to add some plug and play guys on the offensive line. You may only have to get one or two though, instead of five. Uh, so, what do you think that, Dylan Wade does? I think he stays. I think we keep him. I think I just don't think I don't think he had a spectacular enough year at six four to be a high draft pick tackle. I think he's. I, or, and, and then guards just don't seem to ever really go incredibly high unless they're the top of the line. I think he can get a good NIL package and, and hang around for one more year and, and play two years at the top. And that offensive line I felt got better and better. And he's probably cool. arguably the best player on arguably the best player on the line. So you do that two years in a row um, with Connor Lou there with you, uh, and, and then, you know, you plug and play, like I said, plug and play a couple of guys and keep getting better. You know, you never know. Yeah. And I think he stays I, though. If I I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the NFL is going to draft him as a tackle. I just don't. No. And Auburn has him listed at six, three. I don't think the NFL at a combine or a pro day is going to measure him at six, three. I bet he's probably six, two. And it's just hard to play tackle at six, two in the NFL. So to me, if he comes back, you have him. At left tackle again. At left guard, you could either rock with Dylan Cinda or Jaden Muskrat. We'll see. At center, that's obvious. Connor Lou. Right. We already mentioned the guards there. And then at right tackle, you keep a Xavion Miller, Tutal Miller there, who I think was probably a little ahead of schedule anyway. I don't think they expected him to play until this season. So yeah. the fact that he already has a full season worth of reps, I think is huge. Huge for his development. Because everybody I talked to about his Avion Miller through spring was like, he's good. He's just raw. It's going to take time. So I think he's actually a little ahead of schedule. I think this is when they expected him to come in. So and I think he has two more years left. I think that's I, right. I, if I'm not I think, mistaken. So I think you're right. I think you're right. I, mean, I, I think he, he's an NFL candidate after this season. I think he's going to have that kind of jump, just talking to folks close to the situation. But to me, I think Auburn can go out and get a, a guard. I don't think that that's that crazy of a thing. To look at, and, and they've already offered a few guys. They offered the guy from uh, Southern Miss who entered the portal, and so we'll see. He picked up like three or four yeah, offers like within minutes. Um, there's a story up at AuburnDaily.com about him, but yeah. So, just the the situation Auburn is in on the offensive line now versus a year ago is so refreshingly different. It's sure. so different from this time a year ago. 
Absolutely. And you, you, you got a chance, um, you know, DeAndre Carter, he started for four years at the one of the top uh, top colleges, uh, top high schools that's not quite one step below college. He started for four years. Yeah. Um, so, like, he's extremely advanced. Like, could he crack, come in and be ready to, ready to play? And then you had some dudes you brought in last year, um, Tyler Johnston, who looks incredible in pads, like, what does his development look like at tackle? And then, you, you know, if you can bring in one or two, maybe one or two other uh, – you, you just call it out the starting offensive line, but, like, if you could bring one or two other freshman or sophomore portal guys, sophomore well, uh, portal I mean, guys. You know. here, I mean, here's what we're looking at. Jeremiah Wright, we'll see if he leaves or not. I've talked to a few folks that thinks he will leave, so we'll see. We'll see on Jeremiah Wright. He struggled this year. Tate Johnson. Hugh okay. Freeze loved Tate Johnson in spring. You know, maybe could yeah. he be a, could he be a serviceable guard? I don't know. EJ Harris, Clay okay. Whedon, Braden Joyner. It would not shock me if Braden Joyner put it together. Uh, then yeah. Tyler, yeah, you mentioned Tyler Johnson, and then Dylan Cinda. So that and yeah. then DeAndre Carter's coming in. So that's where we're yeah. looking at. And then you could add. There's still two more you're trying to add. Add there. I think one of them is going to be a raw prospect uh, that's going to take some development. Uh, and then you know, favor Edwin is that who you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, favor Edwin. And then if you can get Cam Eccles, that's a dude that's going to be another guy that's going to be hard to keep off the field. So you think Auburn lands Eccles? I, I don't feel good about that one. He had some quotes after Elko uh, was hired. Um, I don't know if they're uh, political statements or if it, like you know what I'm saying. They're just like company statements or if if they're legit. Um, I don't. I, I have a hard time buying that he even knows who. Mike Elko is so. I yeah. mean, maybe maybe he maybe he meant it. Maybe he thinks it's a great hire and you know whatever. Uh, but I, they're not going to give up. And Hugh Freeze in home is is from what I understand is a sight to, sight to be seen. So sure, you know, right. let Hugh let Hugh get in home and see what happens. Yeah, and he was uh, he was at the Iron Bowl, so he saw it all up close and personal this past weekend. So we will see. All right. Let's just take a peek on the defensive side of how this portal season could impact Auburn's defense. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best place and the best way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings Rolled in. Prize picks is the most fun I've ever had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Now I can play basketball as well. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats. And you place your entry. It takes like 30 seconds. It takes like 30 seconds to fill out an entry. And it's very, very fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. You can download their app. Their app is free. And when you make that first deposit, use code locked on college, all one word. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Charlie Five, looking at the defense, 
Obviously, they're going to have to address the departure of Marcus Harris. I don't think there's a clear replacement for that. I don't feel good about Rodgers returning. So you got to fix that, I think, via the portal immediately. I don't think there's a clear guy behind them that's ready to step in. And then I think you've got to add another edge rusher. Regardless, even, even if the guys stay, even if McLeod and Sings stay, you can't roll in there with just those two guys, Brent Williams, Jamonta Waller, and Joseph Phillips. You, you, you can't do that. So to me, I think on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have to do a lot. They're going to have to address the defensive front. Linebacker, I think, is okay. They may look, but I think they're okay if they don't get a linebacker. And then at corner and safety, I think they're going to have to add some bodies. So to me, they're going to have to do a lot on the defensive side of the ball this uh, this upcoming December. Defense is going to be the defensive portal is going to be crucial. I mean, you you have to. I mean, you got Jason Jones uh, on the interior. You don't have. I don't feel like you have a playmaker at beside him. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like you have that guy you compare with him. At period. So you're going to have to bring in at least that. And I'm, I'm with you. You're talking at least 10 guys, maybe more, I feel like, on, on the defensive side. Who's going to play safety? Like, who's who's going to play safety? You have you have your Juco guy coming in, uh, and then you have some young dudes that are unproven. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to be surprised if you don't have to go out um, and, and find you a, you know, fight, like, heavy for, for a top safety corner you don't have much you're going to be really young you have some talented guys coming in uh but you got Kay and lee and i think possibly the whole issues with jd rim have been smoothed over so oh that's that huge could, i missed that, that could be that could be your two guys there um and, and i think both of those dudes are talented um but but yeah i mean you're talking you're talking three probably at least three dbs and you know, at least I think four total linemen. If you count edge, uh, an edge, a strong side defensive end, and then like somebody to go, you know, maybe go in the middle, uh, or maybe two guys to go in the middle, like a Lawrence. Maybe you find you another Lawrence Johnson, uh, you know, who could come in and like like we had this year, come off the bench and and, and then play and, and contribute and do well when you come in. I'm hope maybe you know. I've heard the same stuff you've heard about Justin Rogers. You know, possibly could could he be looking to go somewhere else? I, I guess he'd be a grad transfer. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe, maybe you maybe you work and try to. Maybe there's some guys you just try to. You have to recruit your roster to stay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there's there's a lot of work to be done on defense. Yeah, I'm with you. And there's dudes, right, that I think could step up. Like Donovan Kaufman, I don't, I can't imagine him going to the league, and he doesn't seem like a guy who would transfer. He's got to be happy with his playing time. So, yeah, he take a bigger role. Zion Puckett, I believe he'll be a super senior, if that's yeah. the case. So, you know, he played a bunch. Caleb Wooden, Champ Anthony played more as the season went on. It felt like. Uh, I think he's super athletic. He's really rangy. Can he take a step forward at safety? Then you mentioned Laquan Robbins, and he's the JUCO product that'll be coming in um, hopefully soon and probably have the chance to start. So I don't know. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of names where you can talk yourself into them kind of taking that next step forward. They're just going to have to do it. I think you pay – you got to pay Keontae Scott whatever it takes to come back to. I, I, think, he, I think he will, but uh, I think you got to pay him whatever it takes to come back. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's just he's incredible and he's he's the leader. He'll be 
he's got a very good chance to be the leader of that whole defense. Definitely in the defensive back room, but, I mean, he's got a chance to be the leader of that whole defense. Yeah, him and Eugene Asante could be the dudes. If the, Those two guys, you pay whatever. G Eugene Asante, I think I've seen where he could possibly be leaning to going pro. Like, I feel like you got to do – you got to pay those two guys whatever oh, it takes. I, I, think you, I think you go all three levels. I think you throw in Jalen McLeod as well. Yeah, I mean, I, those three guys you got to have. You, I'm with you, dude. Got to have. They're, I'm with you. You feel so much better about this defense if the leader at each level kind of comes back. So we'll see. Charlie Five, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five and the Locked On Auburn Discord every single day. Uh, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board, or uh, weekly on the Dabba Golf Bot. Yeah, you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.